Welcome to this week's episode. My name's Sarinda. I'm your military gal and host. You are listening to The Good Show. Now, before I introduce my next guest, I'd like to give a quick shout out to C47 Studios located in Chula Vista, California. Brian and Edric have been fantastic and very patient in helping me with all of my podcasting needs. So if you're in San Diego in the South Bay area looking for a studio, call C47 on 323-503-1987 and ask for Brian or Edric. Now I'm sitting here with Jacob Gruney. Did I say that right? We just went through it, didn't we? Yes, you did. Oh, good. Thank gosh. Um, whose father, Jim, served 30 years in the Marine Corps. Now, Jacob, I want to ask you, as you were growing up, were you aware of what your dad did for a living? Um, yes and no. I, I knew he was um, a Marine. <clears throat> and uh, as a little kid, I would see him come home in uniform, and I would always want to play with his hat when I was, you know, four or five years old. And um, as I continued to get older, that's when I was really uh, grasping um, what his job was, um, especially when I, um, went through the first deployment, you know, a little bit after nine 11. So maybe, um, around maybe 2002, if I remember correctly. Um, I think that's when it was really soaking in that, yeah. you know, my dad was going to, you know, fight a war and protect our country. So how did you feel about that? And how old were you at that time? I was probably in, um, I think I was starting maybe sixth grade. So maybe I was 12, give or take. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a scary having a parent, you know, go uh, risk their life. So um, it was a lot to take in, but I don't think it's something I necessarily was thinking about on a, on a daily basis. Um, I think we just uh, kept busy and knew that he'd be coming home eventually. Yeah, yeah. That's what I tell my kids. I'm like, dad's coming home. There's, there's no gray. Dad's coming home. Yes. And that's definitely how um, my mom would uh, phrase it to me and my brother, too, that there that there was no doubt. Yeah. Now, obviously, at that age, you know, um, he's on deployment and uh, you're doing your thing. Uh, do you remember him coming back from deployment? Uh, yes, I do. Um, we were in uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina at the time. Um, I can remember um, waiting at night, you know, with my mom outside and waiting for all the troops to return and seeing my dad and hardly recognize him because he's got a mustache at that point, you know, which I had never seen that part in my life. So, um, um, but yes, I can, rem I can remember that day. Now, where were you born? Uh, I was born in Fort Knox, Kentucky. Okay. That's where he was stationed at the time. So during your childhood from, um, whenever you can remember, say up until 18, mm. how many times do you think you guys moved? Um, well, we started off in Fort Knox and then I have very early memories. I think it was around four and we were in Monterey, California. Um, and from there we went to, from there we went to, uh, Lake Ridge, Virginia. We went back to Fort Knox for a little bit. Um, then to Columbia, South Carolina, then to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Um, then we went to Stafford, Virginia. And then that was all the way up until 18. And so I'm 32 and I moved here a couple days after uh, high school graduation. They gave me the option to go to college in San Diego or stay in Virginia. 
And um, we were in Virginia for five years at that point, and that was the longest we've ever lived anywhere. Um, went to a total of four elementary schools. Oh, wow. Um, went to three middle schools. And then thankfully, I went to one high school. So we were in Virginia for five years, and that started to feel like home, obviously, yeah. since we'd moved every you know two or three years max. Um, and then uh, so I decided to follow them here. My yeah. dad got stationed at Miramar and went to Palomar College at first and then to Cal State. And um, but within two days of being here, um, I knew this was the place to be. Like we were in Rancho Bernardo and I, I can remember telling my parents, like, think I'm done moving. think this is the spot, you know, <laughs> especially uh, experiencing different states and cultures and this weather alone. You know, it's just beautiful here. It's yep. stuff to beat. So, I mean, even though it's raining today, it's not a bad rain. It's not bad. Yeah, this yeah. is the wettest I've seen it since I've been here <laughs> since 2009. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, moving, I mean, do you remember packing yesterday? Do you remember um, the first time your parents said to you, okay, we are relocating and we need to pack everything up? And how did you feel about that? Yeah, I think my first memory of that is in um, Lake Ridge, Virginia, when we're moving to Fort Knox. And I was um, finishing first grade at the time. Um, and especially the first time I can be, I can remember being very sad because we had, I had a best friend at the time that was my neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. And that was like the first time as a uh, grown up where I, I knew I was leaving, you yeah. know, and probably not coming back or mm -hmm. going to see people again. So, um, yeah, I can remember being pretty sad knowing I was going to leave my friend behind. Now, um, when you relocated and then started a new school, mm -hmm. do you remember your first day? Do you, did people know you were a military kid? Did that mean anything to other people? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to remember. I think we lived on base at Fort Knox. And okay. again, I was in second grade. So yeah. um, I don't know, actually. I didn't. I'm going to have to ask my mom after this, but <laughs> we, I might've gone to school on a military base. Okay. Um, I can remember a little bit as far as, um, that was like the first time of like being the new kid Yeah. that I can remember at least. So, um, yeah, I can remember going to that class and, um, being very anxious and nervous about, um, just going to a place where I didn't know people. Now, obviously you've had to go to places where you don't know people several times and kind of start over again. So do you feel that that has helped you, helped mold you, you, you know, in a way for, for adulthood? Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, going to different states and meeting new people um, and just constantly changing um, schools, I think you just naturally adapt and you learn to get, kind of get along with everybody. I mean, yeah. um, uh, my parents raised me very well and I was always nice and respectful and um, just moving around, I made sure to make friends with anyone, really. Did you find it was easy, easy to make friends? Um, yeah, I think maybe after that second grade uh, move, I think from there on out, um, I would, uh, you know, just naturally start conversations with kids once I got in there and kind of tell them that, you know, I've moved from a new state. And um, yeah, I started getting pretty good at uh, going out of my way and talking to people and making new friends. Did your um, friends know that um, you were a military kid? Did that have any, um, was there any conversation about that? Were they like, wow, what did your dad do? Wow, were they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that was even always a talking point for me to say that my dad was a tanker. I mean, I can remember 
uh, man, we were so in Columbia, South Carolina, I'm probably in third grade now. I can remember uh, other uh, dads come into school for different things. And so my dad would come for career day and bring uh, he'd bring his sword to class, you know. <laughs> And so it was probably about the coolest thing that, you know, a a parent could bring in. Um, So everybody would always ask about my dad and um, what he did for his job. And I can even remember like other nerdy dads, like asking about like, oh, like driving a tank and war and just picking my dad's brain about different questions. And uh, but yeah, kids always thought it was really cool that my dad was Marine. Was there ever a time when you thought to yourself, okay, well, we've got to move again. This just sucks. Yeah, um, there there was probably a couple of those where, because especially, let's say, Columbia, I was there for three years, and so I developed some, I'd always develop like a best friend, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, knowing eventually our time would run up, essentially. Um, yeah, that was always tough and a lo- little sad, but yeah. Um, but yeah. But as I got older, it was also kind of exciting, though, to know that there was a limited amount of time, too. I mean, as you're growing up, you're just naturally, um, you know, um, changing and maturing. And um, so it would also be a little fun to go through, you know, different um, stages of my life in different states with different people. So because then you can almost uh, reinvent yourself kind of thing. That's exactly the word I was going to say. Yeah. And that's what I was kind of doing growing mm-hmm. up to, you know, I was going through, you know, different stages as far as, you know, being a skateboarder, hanging out with friends or, um, you know, starting a rock band or oh wow, yeah, doing the, yeah, reinventing myself to be different people as I'm, you know, growing up. Now tell me, do you remember your dad getting the, the bronze star award? I do remember him getting the bronze star okay. and, and I remember it because we were in the paper and uh, my dad was, I don't think, very pleased because I was going through like a different stage where I was listening to rap music and I wanted to be like Eminem and I've got bleach blonde gold hair. So, yeah, my, I think my mom is still embarrassed to this day as, as well that we're on the paper and I'm looking quite foolish. <laughs> Yeah, your dad told me that story. He said, yeah, and then he walks out with blonde, orange hair. And yeah. there he is. They're snapping the pictures. Yep. It wasn't that white bleach blonde I was going for. It's more of an orangish red. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, do you have siblings? I do. I have a younger brother, Luke. He is um, just shy of five years younger than me. Okay. And how do you remember... How was it for Luke as, you know, as you guys moved as well? Yeah. um, You know, that's something like we've never like actually like talked about, like on that level. Um, When we were in Virginia for five years, that was probably the most important um, stage in his life as far as he was going from. He was going from maybe fourth grade all the way almost to high school there. Mm -hmm. And I. Same thing, you know, I knew he developed really good friends. And um, then when we came to San Diego, that was probably his biggest move. Mm -hmm. Um, And he went to high school here in Rancho Bernardo. And um, there was going to be a chance um, of my dad getting stationed somewhere. 
and he ended up doing the unaccompanied in okay. Okinawa um, yeah. specifically so Luke could finish one high school yeah. or, or go to one high school. Um, and I luckily had that uh, same ability to just attend the one high school, which is, you know, probably the most important part because yep. you're getting older and you've got your core group of friends. And so luckily, Luke was able to go to all of Ranch Bernardo here. And I think that um, was a big deal because I think if he would have gotten ripped out after his second year and yeah. gone to Japan, it would have uh, probably messed him up. Yeah, we actually went through something similar where. You know, we decided um, Jake's now, my oldest is now graduated. But as he was going into high school, it was a case of there was a possibility. And we've been, you know, West Coast the whole time. But there was a possibility that we may have to relocate. And I remember thinking about Jake and, you know, every parent does the same thing. It's like if you start high school here, we want you to finish it here. You don't want to be ripped out two years, you know, in the middle and start a new high school. So, again, we, we were fortunate that... Um, he managed to finish high school here and, and we didn't relocate. So, you Beautiful. know, yeah. And the option was a bit like your dad, you know, if you have to go, it has to be unaccompanied because it's a critical time in a young adult's life, especially as they're going through high school, you know? So, um, I think it's, a, um, I think that in the civilian world, th there are all of these, these equations and variables that go along with being a military kid. You know, I mean, I look at my own and again, I'm glad we haven't had to relocate, but dad's been away, you know, plenty times. I mean, I'm sure your dad missed birthdays and Christmases. Yes. I mean, I mean, nothing that has like stuck with me, though. Mm -hmm. So I, it wasn't like anything uh, damaging, at least, you know, but uh, um, yeah, no, I think I don't know. I think he probably missed Christmas when he was um, deployed to Iraq. But yeah, there was definitely, I'm sure there was days he was missed because um, he was always coming and going. Yeah. Now, if there was a young military kid listening to this show right now, what advice would you give them if they had to relocate? Um, I would just tell them to make the most of it. Um, just see it as an opportunity to uh, meet new people, see a new place. Uh, there's something, you know, reinvent yourself as we were talking, say mm -hmm. something, you know, let alone something embarrassing happened to you at a previous school, you know, you're going to a place where just nobody knows anything about you. Yeah. So you really get the opportunity to become whoever you want. So if there's something that you've always wanted to be or uh, be perceived as, this is a, a good opportunity to make the most out of the situation. Now, as we'd said earlier, relocating, obviously, you know, You've got to take it for, take the good from it. So like you said, you, you know, socializing with people, making new friends. Obviously the transition for you um, seems a little smoother um, than some other kids that I've spoken to. But as you transitioned and went to these new schools, did you meet other military kids there? I would. Um, when we were living, if we're living off of base, um, I think it was kind of more few and far between. Mm -hmm. um, I did go to middle school um, on Camp Lejeune. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's interesting for everyone to have everyone's parents are, you know, in the military mm -hmm. for one reason or another. Um, but if it wasn't on a military base, I don't remember meeting a lot of people who yeah. had parents in the military or were going through similar things in life. Now, uh, you obviously knew your dad was in the service. 
you know um obviously you said at the age of 12 you you know he was going away the 9/11 had just mm. happened um which really you know it seems sometimes i think about that and i think it, it was yesterday that it happened it seemed like yesterday and then sometimes i think about it and i think wow you've just mentioned you know that was 20 odd years ago yeah and now that i'm thinking about it i was i was 10 years old and i think everyone you know can, for the most part can remember where they were that day and i yeah. was i was in a fifth grade class and they wheeled in a tv to turn on the news and you know showed what was going on and even at that time i didn't um realize exactly what that meant you know yeah. being 10 until i went home and i could see how distraught my mom was and you know they're making phone calls cuz they've got friends obviously who yeah. are at the Pentagon and yeah um yeah so and they were just calling to check up on everyone that they knew so as you've grown as you've grown up and become more familiar i guess in in knowing what your dad does what did your dad do in the marines well you know he'd probably be uh, a little embarrassed that i don't know um the exact details of all the different things he's done um he's just always been a tanker in my mind mm-hmm. and um i mean and this maybe the last you know 5 years of his uh career um i knew he was down at the depot and mm-hmm. um but yeah no i've never like talked very specific details of what his job entails You know, um did you ever think that you may follow in his footsteps and go into the service? It was definitely um a thought, but a very quick fleeting thought. It was <laughs> you know, and that's what I was all, I would always be asked about is uh you know, one everybody would think that my dad being a marine has to be some super mean, tough guy just yeah. you know, always on top of you and my dad's just the complete opposite. You know, he's you, you know him, he's as nice as can be and Yeah. hardly raised his voice at me unless I would really push him which I definitely did and I still do to this day cuz <laughs> I I get a little kick out of getting under his skin cuz he's just so nice but um um I'm sorry what was that <laughs> No it was did you ever think of you know following in his footsteps Oh yeah and so and that's something my dad's always um preached to me and my brother is just to he just always wanted us to be happy and do whatever mm-hmm. uh we had an interest in and um always encouraged us to you know kind of find our path and there was never even a slight push to um follow in his footsteps mm-hmm. well let me let me ask you um were you surprised at um the salaries within the military are you surprised with that's what they get paid Um yeah a little bit as I was getting older and um kind of understanding you know the value of a dollar and money mm-hmm. um to know that starting out that you might not be making very much for yeah. quite some time um I always thought it was cool though you know if you got housing on base which we were fortunate mm-hmm. to um have officer housing on base and having the uh perks of free electricity or water. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's nice and it's a slight balance to everything else, yeah. but um yeah, no it still seems a, a, a little low for everything that they're doing and Absolutely. Like we're talking about now there's um you know, it, it affects the whole family. Yes. And so that's hard to calculate that cost as well as far as their spouses and their children and mm-hmm. so it's um it's a very um strange and not very fair kind of pay scale as to you know because I look at obviously I look at what my husband's made over 30 years with him doing what he does and I you know and then you you compare it to some other 
professions and you think, wow, you know, that's uh, really not a lot of money. Right. You know, yeah. and especially if you've just joined, you know, a, a, as a young service member with a spouse, you, you, you know, you really don't get that much, you know. Yeah. Um, and especially now in California as well, even if you think of base housing and electricity and inflation, it doesn't balance out very well. Yeah, I was, uh, that's what I was going to say, specifically in California, yeah. let alone San Diego. Yeah. Um, it's quite tough. It, yeah, it, it's uh, very tough for a lot of our young service members. Now, did any of your friends who's uh, either parent mm-hmm. was in the service, did they, do you know of anybody that followed their, in their parents' footsteps? Um, the first people that come to mind, um, we met the Bianca family in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I think almost every boy in the family, there's three, I think there's three or four of them and they all followed in the footsteps. Wow. Um, and so that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, it's not anyone I keep in touch with personally yeah. still, but my mom is very good friends, um, with, uh, Miss Bianca. Yeah. They have four boys that all followed in their footsteps and, uh, me and my brother over here, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, my son has said he same as yourself. He had this fleeting. Well, hey, you know, I think I'm going to go. You know, join the military and follow in dad's footsteps. Um, and that was, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we've. My brother's been asked too, and he's just like, nope. This was never even a thought. You know. Yeah. So. Do you do you remember times where you felt that it was particularly difficult for your mom just being the single parent? Um, definitely. Um, and I mean, my dad even says to this day, you know, my mom basically raised us. I mean, my mm-hmm. dad was definitely there and present as much as he could be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of different traveling he had to do or, you know, multiple deployments. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think... I was noticing it from my mom being, mm-hmm. you know, like a young teenager. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I could, I think I could tell at times, you know, um, she was being strong and keeping it together for us. And yeah. Yeah. So I think it was tough for her, you know, but, um, I think she did great over the course of 30 years and yeah. I mean, I think it definitely takes, um, a special, um, individual, you know, um, Because I've said to spouses before, you know, I mean, I've buried my father, had my first child um, alone, really, because, you know, he was on a deployment. And um, then, you you, you know, your your military friends become your family. So they become your support system, you know. So when you were about to, um, when you were told that, okay, you're relocating and it's the fourth time. You know, tell me about um, how you were told. Was it just a case of, okay, we're moving again? Did it, be, did it become that where it's like, okay, here we go again? Um, not exactly. And I think I always had an idea when the time was running up because we would know we were stationed for somewhere for three years. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we would, um, I would, I would have an idea that it was approaching and okay. just, just, we would not know exactly where it was going, obviously. And then, but I think my parents communicated well of where we could potentially be moving and how soon that could be coming. So I think that helped because I always had kind of an idea of when it was going to happen. So it was never like at the drop of a hat. Oh, by the way. Yeah. So that would be cruel. Yes. Um, How far in advance did you know where you were going? Trying to remember. It might've, I might've known maybe a couple months out. Okay. Um, 
probably yeah i would i would say a few months is what i can remember knowing okay so that's that's not bad notice you know a couple of months at least you know where you're going but then at that time as well i guess trying to get kids into school trying to find a pediatrician or a doctor or whatever i mean you know sometimes that those are the issues right you know not the actual move itself um now jacob you uh, are you married I am currently engaged um, for about the last year. We've been together um, approaching 10 years now. We have a little little seven-year-old boy. Um, But uh, we've never just been in a rush to, you know, legally finalize that. And we've always been super happy. And so uh, on my side, I never saw a reason to change anything because I had everything exactly that I wanted. And I was just so nervous to ask her because it only gave her the opportunity to say no. So, (laughs) but, uh, she's a Disney fanatic and we were at Disneyland for her 30th birthday, uh, last January. So I thought, you know, okay, it's probably a good time to get down in front of the castle and Oh, nice. Make make it official. So yeah, we're just saving up money right now, you know, and then, uh, real, pick a wedding date here hopefully maybe next summer um but but yes now let me ask you how do you think your uh wife to be would react if you were in the service and you said okay babe we're, we're, we're moving yeah um i don't think she would uh, react well to that and we probably wouldn't necessarily be together um she has grown up uh, her whole life here yeah um and so that's what I've always found interesting. It's I've I haven't known a lot of people who have stayed their entire lives in one city, you know. Yeah. So that concept of like going to the store and not wanting to see people you went to high school with, yeah, that, that's never crossed my mind, or let alone people that you knew in your early childhood. Because again, right, we'd always be in a different place. So now, as you moved around as a kid, did you move um, close to any relatives or? Were you guys, you know, kind of independent and just had to move and make new friends, complete new friends once you got there? Yeah, it was never near any relatives. I mean, when we were in Fort Knox, both my parents um, grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And so that was the closest I've ever been to family where it's just I don't know currently how far that drive was since I was so little. But I know it's it's not a crazy drive. We were always on the East Coast. So whether it was Virginia, South Carolina or North Carolina, um, all of our family was always in Kentucky. And so we'd always we'd always go back for either Christmas or Thanksgiving and we would do those drives. Yeah. How so? Okay, so you're for your holidays, you went back. So you you were around family Christmas time and yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would think at least once a year, mm-hmm. um, and we'd either pick the holiday as far as either Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or, or Christmas. There might've been a year where we, we went both, but it was always some sort of six to eight hour drive, which yeah. I mean, it's not crazy, but, um, yeah, we'd go once or twice a year. Oh, yeah. Cause I've spoken to some people recently, a little bit like myself, you don't have family here, you, you know, um, again, the military is your family. So Christmases and birthdays and things like that, when Chris was on deployment, um, family just wasn't around, you know, and sometimes I just wonder how that affects you as you grow up as a military kid, if your extended family is not. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, I've got cousins, obviously, in Kentucky, and they've grown up with their grandparents there their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And that's something else I can't wrap my head around because for me, um, aunts, uncles, grandparents, that's just something that you see during during holidays, essentially. Um, And so... So my boy, his name's Noah, so he's seven, and we live essentially on a granny flat behind my in-laws. Uh-huh. And so we've got three generations on one property. Yeah. And, you know, my parents moved a mile and a half away wow. um, from us. So we have just, we have built-in family. And uh, my fiance's family, they have relatives all in this North County area. Um, so we're just surrounded, he's surrounded by aunts, uncles, yes. grandparents, cousins, and um, uh, I like that aspect a lot cause it's, it's, I'm, I'm happy that we can provide him with just an immense amount of family nearby. And that was something I didn't experience as a kid. Now, do you think that sometimes it kind of makes you, um, out of sight, out of mind because, you know, you just relocated so often and, you know, um, you kind of like just become that, that person where, okay, I don't see you. So I don't phone. I don't think about you. You know, it's, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, um, maybe a little bit. I think um, it also made me and my brother special, you know, because yeah. we were either the grandchildren or nephews that people didn't get to see a lot. So yeah, that's um, true. You know, I've definitely had at least one aunt who would try to spoil us as much as possible to try to make up for all of our missed time. So, yeah. you know, they take us to arcades and, you know, give us a $20 bill. And I thought that was probably the coolest thing. Yeah. And, yeah. So, um, and they still come visit now. We actually just had family out. My mom's sister was just here. And, you know, thankfully now that we're in San Diego, it's quite a good place to want to come visit. Yes. Um, no, yeah. You know, it's a bit of a trek, obviously taking the flight. And as my grandparents are getting older, my grandpa actually a couple of days ago just celebrated his 80th birthday. Oh, wow. Um, but I got my grandma coming out um, at the end of this month with my mom's other sister. So they've been making um, a good effort to come out once or twice um, a year. We haven't done the same to go back to Kentucky because I think we have more of the destination spot. This is it, yeah. 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 Now, let me ask you, we're recording this podcast today at Califino. Is it Califino? Yeah. So what we're in here is actually, um, this is called Sublimit. Okay. This is known as the Sublimit Lounge. And we are a, a North County co-working and event space here in Carlsbad, California. So we are membership based. And so we're kind of designed for remote workers. Um, They can get access to the facility. They can book this conference room um, and they can just come in and do remote work and hang out. Um, But the owners of this also own Califino Tequila, which is a they is a local Carlsbad company. Okay, so with the event space downstairs and it is beautiful. you host private parties here as well. Yeah, we do uh, birthday parties, wedding receptions, baby showers. Oh, um, okay. You know, being where we're located here in Carlsbad, next to all these businesses, um, pretty much every day in December is booked for uh, a, a corporate holiday party. Now, when you say people have to have membership, is it membership? What is the membership? Yeah, so it's just a monthly due, mm-hmm. and um, so we're, how this is designed, we're not open to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, not anyone off the street can walk in mm-hmm. and it's kind of all through been word of mouth through friends and family and, um, and colleagues. Um, so by paying the monthly membership, they get access to the space and they can come in and, um, use anything within the facility. So, okay. provide, yeah. now can I, 
can you purchase a bottle of Califin, uh, Calif- I can't I say this, Califino. Califino. Yes, Califino tequila in your liquor store. Yes. So, so not here, but we have an online liquor store, okay. um, preferredliquor.com. Okay. Um, that store is located in Santee, um, but we do, uh, we do ship bottles in all the states that allow the shipping. Okay. I think I'm going to, tr- I have to try some on my way out. We'll do a tasting on the way out. Yeah. Oh, I would there's, love that. there's four expressions. There's a Blanco, a Reposado, an Añejo, and an Extra Añejo. Okay. And the Extra Añejo just got named um, by Forbes a few months ago as top five tequilas in the world. Really? And it did, yes. It's quite special. It goes seven years in a white American oak barrel. And then we move it over to a French oak barrel that previously had cognac in it. Oh. So it adds just a layer of complexity and yes. sweetness and quite nice wow this definitely is a great place i can see people downstairs having the tequila right now oh look at the the golf thing as well yes okay i have to go take a swing yeah so it's a full sports simulator it's actually a local company here in carlsbad called full swing but so i'll set it up on the driving range each day so again this is just another one of the amenities that the members have they can come in and they can either book time on it or it's just first come first serve so you can just walk up play on the driving range you can play local courses here you can play tory pines oh, like wow. vir- virtually so and it does other stuff too there's like a soccer you can do a penalty shootout or like a home run derby and so it's that, pretty it's pretty fun that is pretty cool i don't think i can hit as well as that guy who just there did but you know i mean i can swing a club let's go down let's grab some tequila i do want to have a swing at the the club um it has been great talking with you jacob I really appreciate it. Likewise. The pleasure was mine. And um, we will definitely talk again soon. And this is Sarinda Good. I am your host. I'm signing off from The Good Show. I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. Press that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Leave me that review so we can get more pro-military folks involved with growing this platform. If you've got a story to tell and you want to be on the show, then go to my website thegoodshow.com that's g-o-o-d-e show.com press the contact button and drop me an email my name's Sarinda I'm your military gal and I'm out I'm out